Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Aaron Snyder. And I'm Angie Fryermuth. In this episode, we're discussing the CORE Small Business Program. With us today are Elizabeth Walker, Rip Roberts, and Stephanie Perra. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us. This is so exciting. Looking forward to it. Thanks. So before we get into talking about the small business program and what that is, uh, we're wondering if each of you could just tell us about yourself and how you got to where you are within USACE. Let's start with you, Liz. Thanks. I joined USACE about two years ago, and I'm the director of small business out of our headquarters. Prior to that, I had been the small business director at DSS, which was the fourth estate agency, um, where I really got to advocate for small businesses through facility clearance missions. Um, and then prior to that, I was a contracting officer at NAFAC, where I worked construction, AM facility services. So that kind of background, when I was at the fourth estate agency, I realized how much I missed construction and jumped on the opportunity to come back. All right, so I started off uh, with the Corps of Engineers, I, I guess you would call me a, a Corps baby. So I've been with two separate districts, uh, with the Middle East District and the New York District, uh, prior to uh, heading over to Division uh, in Brooklyn. Spent a few months in headquarters, just learning uh, the, the operations and the way things run there before heading back to uh, NAD. So uh, I've worked at every level uh, within USACE and, and really excited to continue that uh, in the small business mission. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Stephanie Pata, and I am a core baby. I love that. That's so awesome. I am the small business deputy for the USACE Albuquerque district. Um, but most importantly, I am a mom of two amazing children, so I'm alive. Um, I was born and raised in New Mexico, graduated from NMSU, the Aggies. I have 17 years with USACE, most of that in contracting with a contract specialist and contracting officer. I manage both our simplified acquisition and uh, government purchase card programs for many, many years. So um, that basically means no stuff under 250,000. So give me an awesome opportunity to work with you know, small businesses of all shapes and sizes. So um, moving over into the small business program was just definitely the right move for me. Um, as a small business specialist, thank you. What I say is I explain my role in the USA's mission. It's just I help engineers find engineers to help build their dreams. Well, thank you all for being here today, and I'm excited to get to know more about the USA Small Business Program. So, Elizabeth, can you talk a little bit about the Small Business Program and its mission? Yeah, I'd love to. So, in our Small Business Program, we advocate for small businesses throughout the acquisition process to ensure that we can include them in our acquisitions as prime and subcontractors to the maximum extent practicable. So kind of what does that mean? We act as a conduit between industry and our program managers and contracting officers. I often joke we're like a contracting officer's best friend because we're, we're trained acquisition professionals that can really understand what contractors' missions are and how they want to help support our mission and then bring that back in through our market research. So our focus is supporting our mission at USACE and seeing how can we fit small businesses into executing our mission where it makes sense. One thing that's kind of we often joke about, um, we liaise a lot with SBA and USACE, but we do not work for SBA. 
but we definitely look to see how can we help small businesses, whether that be performing outreach, like we'll do one-on-ones with small businesses, attending events like our annual SAME Small Business Conference to help train them, as well as advise contracting officers and program managers. And I know the, the small business program is really important for the corporate community. Fair number of contracts with small businesses to help develop those skill sets and really make them successful companies and also to deliver our mission. But really wanted to know how do you guys measure success of the small business program and what does success look like? I can start us off and then definitely welcome uh, Rip and Stephanie to join in. So kind of contrary to popular belief, there isn't just one way we're looking at our key indicators of success, but definitely multiple. I think the most well-known is small business goals. And, you know, how do we achieve them? Because we have those from our districts to divisions to enterprise-wide. And while goals are really important, they're one outcome of success. So we definitely measure other areas as well, like subcontractor inclusion. We'll look at how many dollars have we awarded to small businesses in the subcontractor role and their compliance with subcontracting plans. And, and just to throw out there why that's important, we typically execute nearly $15 billion a year in subcontracts that go directly to small businesses. So that's definitely a key area for us to look at when they're not able uh, to bid on our very large contracts that we're still including them where we can. Other areas that we've started to look into too are small businesses when they're winning in full and open competition, um, which is surprisingly roughly 40% of the time. And why that's important is because it helps show, are we building an industrial base that is gonna be capable when they are no longer a small business of competing in the full and open environment? And that's also showing us that we have highly capable small businesses working with us because they are able to play on the same uh, field as the large businesses. And then just a couple other ones to throw out there. We look a lot at our industrial base to make sure, um, you know, we see overarchingly in all of government that there's a decline in the industrial base. And when we look at how many small businesses we need to perform our mission, uh, roughly 75% of our industrial base is made up of small businesses. So that's definitely something we track to make sure we're bringing in new blood and, and you know, uh, making sure we have enough people to support our mission. And then two other areas I, I would kind of just touch on the health of our small business programs. So we do program management reviews where um, two people from our headquarters team go out and, you know, they really look at the health, like they came out to see Stephanie earlier this year to see how well are the programs going at the districts. And then finally, I'll say from a headquarters perspective, ones we track, we've talked a lot about looking at in the future, you know, when contracts are terminated, how often are those small businesses? Because sometimes, you know, co companies are not always successful. And so we want to be tracking how often that happens and what can we do to get better from that in the future. And Liz, I'll, I'll just piggyback off of what you just said in terms of success, right? I think for me, one of the things that I really like to, to see is when we work with a small business who either had experience or didn't have experience working with the core, and they start up a project and they may hit a snag, but they work either with the team collectively or they figure out the lessons on the fly and they, they meet them at one time, either, you know, under budget or on budget. And then, you know, we've gained uh, a valuable stakeholder that we can lean on uh, when we really need to execute something. So uh, I really like to encourage all of our districts to work with newer small businesses earlier in the fiscal year 
so that when we hit that fourth quarter crunch, we get a few different contractors we know can hit home runs for us. So uh, that would be one of the measures for me, uh, measuring success. And I think it ties back to what we talked about before, back to the mission statement. And I think the USAID's mission itself is, I would say, small business friendly just because it's nation building, right? You're doing things that you can directly see. So I think a lot of small businesses really get excited about uh, working on projects that are usually in their backyard uh, and they can visualize with their own eyes. I can jump in here too, just a little bit to add is, you know, we also have to look at the program as a whole and, and our partnerships across, you know, our, across our agencies. Um, you know, they all have their small business programs as well. So you know, we're working well together also with the other business development organizations, um, the SBA. And then also, you know, part of our mission is to be a premier organization to work with. So that work means that we also are there for our industry partners. We are sure to communicate with them and share our forecasts. We let them know what's out there and make ourselves available to them. So it's really the health of the program overall. It's not just the goals or numbers. So I love that all these different answers, all of it. It's a whole program. I mean, I just, it's so great. But I, and I do think the core just does such a great job. For those listeners out there that may not know, can you talk a little bit about what makes a business a small business? Definitely. Size standards are set by the SBA depending on the type of work that's being performed. Each procurement is classified by a NAICS code, which is a North American Industry Classification Standard. Um, it can be based on annual revenues or the number of employees. Um, and this is something actually that some small businesses have to be careful with because if they really start experiencing a lot of success and their revenues start getting really high, you know, um, they can actually price themselves out of that size standard. So something that we kind of try to monitor with some folks. And something that I think is kind of interesting to add on to what Stephanie was saying is that, you know, a company, depending on the work they're doing, might be small in one category, but they might be considered large in another. You know, like if they're doing A&E work, they might be a, a large business, whereas if they're doing construction work that has a much larger size standard, they, you know, they might still be a small business under that, which can be a little confusing. So for these small businesses, when they get started, they set up their business and then they want to do work with the Corps of Engineers. What is the process and the requirements that they have to go through to get started to do work for us? Really, for us, you know, the minimum is to register in SAM.gov. Uh, the government really tries to generally make it easy to work with us. It's not always that easy, but really that's the minimum. When it comes to working for the Corps of Engineers, I really push people to you know, start out really working with your PTACs, which are the Procurement Technical Assistance Centers. Um, they're all over the country and they are a fantastic group of people just ready to help small businesses work with the government. You know, utilizing the different trainings and everything that, that they offer is essential. And then I also encourage folks to seek out subcontracting opportunities. Find out what it's really like to work for the for the core. Um, it's not always that easy, and so you know it gives you a real idea of you know who who you'd be working with and and what would be required before you really take that next step as a prime contractor. Only other thing I was going to add is you know after you've done that in terms of making sure that you're registered and you're looking for opportunities. I mean that's the point where you're going to reach out to the district small business deputy to kind of introduce yourself and let them know what you're capable of doing and just being true to, you know, what you do. That's why, you know, it's a really good point that, that you made, Stephanie, about starting off as a subcontractor because you get to play to your strengths, right? So if a firm is starting off uh, and they have done a great job at a subcontractor, now 
opportunity. That gives them a, a you know an idea of how they can move into the prime market. And then when they're talking to these different small business uh, deputies and professionals, they should be prepared with uh, a project that they want to get involved in, um, and not just just randomly wanting to work with the core. But if you say, hey, I want to work on this specific project and this location, and here's why I think I'd be a good fit, that usually is a better way to get your foot uh, in the door to the district so that the people who are assessing capabilities uh, get to know you're out there. And to just kind of piggyback off what Rip just said, that's why forecasting is so important and sharing of the information, kind of, you know, going back to what Stephanie was mentioning, having that transparency and information available. So kind of when we're doing those data calls, that's what we're using the information for. And things we've done from headquarters to try to help pinpoint companies to find those right districts to connect with is that we revamped our website to include resources like rolling up all the forecasts from all the districts into one Excel spreadsheet so companies can kind of find who should they be looking to work with, having resources on there for him, how should you brief us when you come in, kind of with your handout as a handshake, looking to be our partner, not with your handout, you know, looking just because you're a socioeconomic category to get an award. So kind of really helping train those companies on, on how to come in to get the best outcome when they meet with us. It certainly sounds like there's a lot of pieces that go into small business. And so with that, I know that there's probably some challenges. So can you talk about the most challenging part of your job? Rip, we'll start with you. Yeah, we all love the challenge, right? And and I think for me, the most challenging part is just making sure that the perception of small businesses is uh, it's held in a good light. Um, I think Liz alluded earlier, you know, saying if a company gets terminated, you know, was it the fact that they just didn't perform or, or was the business size uh, a part of that decision? You know, large businesses, you know, they may mess up just like small businesses, but sometimes that gets uh, magnified in terms of a, if a small business doesn't necessarily perform uh, exactly as we thought they, you know, would or should. But small businesses, they employ, you know, I think 90% of all people uh, in our country. So, uh, a lot of people work for small businesses, and small businesses do great work all the time. Uh, so just making sure that, you know, all of our stakeholders and RPMs and, and contracting professionals know that just because there's a recommendation to work with a small business doesn't mean that, you know, they don't have the technical prowess. Sometimes they just haven't had the opportunity to do it for a federal entity. It doesn't mean that they don't have the capabilities in-house. So I think that's one of the, the more challenging aspects of the job. I would definitely echo everything Rip just mentioned, that that perception can be uh, everything and, and, you know, trying to make sure, and that kind of, I think, dovetails into the metrics and showing things other than goals and, you know, other ways we're seeing small businesses be successful, you know, such as that they're competitive in a full and open competitive market to, you know, just try to make sure that messaging and sharing of the success stories. And, and another challenge I can just share from, from my perspective at, at our headquarters, and this is just more workforce related, is you know, a lot of our offices at every single level are offices of one. That can be really challenging depending on workload to do all the things we're talking about, to, to be the contracting and PM's best friend to help them do market research, to be out there at events, to be you know, transparent meeting with companies whenever they do, but then also being on source selection. So I definitely think a challenging part is 
having our folks balancing all of that and then bringing in our, our next era of people interested. I think a really cool thing that's really unique about our workforce is that you can come from a variety of backgrounds. You can be a PM, you can be a contracting officer, and you know, you can make that transition within the acquisition process and still make an impact from a different perspective. But you know, when you have these offices of one, making sure you have the next person being interested to coming over because you can have to completely restart a program, you know, in continuity and rebuilding those relationships is definitely a challenge. Yes. Absolutely. Being an office of one is a challenge. <laughs> so New Mexico is the fifth largest state with only California and Texas surpassing it in population. We've got three Air Force bases, two Army installations. We've got approximately 23 tribal or uh, Pueblo uh, governments that we work with. That's a lot of ground for one person to cover. Um, I have big dreams and hopes for my program and all these things I would love to do, but, um, you know, there's only so much time in the day. So, yeah, it, it can get tough prioritizing, you know, what, what you want to do, what you need to do, uh, but you definitely want to be there for those small businesses. So it, it's certainly important. And also not having enough contracts to go around for everyone. You know, I'd love to be Oprah. You, you get a contract, you got a contract, everybody gets a contract, but um, that isn't necessarily something we get to do. So, you know, always rewarding them. Yeah, that's good. I, I really like the the concept of that that perception, and and I fully expected one of you to say, "Oh, project managers are our biggest challenge." Um, as a former project manager, I was, I was kind of on the the skewed with my perception for sure that hey, I, I wanted to be able to go full and open every time I could, and I kind of griped about like why don't we ever get credit for subcontractor inclusion? So when we do a, a full and open contract, a big firm gets it and they do subcontractor goals like. It didn't seem like the metrics ever benefited me, but if we did a direct award, we would. So that there, I had, this is the first time, Liz, I had ever heard of that subcontractor inclusion uh, metric that you mentioned. So I was wondering, are, are you guys looking at, do you revisit your metrics from time to time just to see how you can make improvements or change the, the program or other changes you're making? And, and could you let us know what those might be? Yeah, I, you know, actually, I think to kind of bring both of those points together. So we have been rebuilding those and I'll say those are probably newer metrics with our program that we're starting to look at that data. And some of that is just because we now have a fully staffed headquarters team that can start providing that support and, you know, that enterprise view. One thing I do want to mention is that we're actually un under the development of a small business strategic plan at the end of this month. Um, we're getting all of our division folks together where SIO is going to help us uncover that. We are looking to see it and we're going to roll out for the first time ever a small business strategic plan that will really outline that in a more visible way than you've probably seen before of where we're putting our focus of those metrics and, and to be able to share them, I, you know, I think more enterprise wide. And then also one thing you did mention is that, you know, one thing I expect to come out of the strategic plan is strengthening those relationships more on our program side of the house to be more of that value add and show, see how can we deliver training. I know Mill Programs has asked to see, you know, how can we roll out some refresher training of when and how do we use small businesses and how can we be making those best business decisions of when and how to include them. Um, so those are some things to look forward to of, of what we're working on. Small, small business professionals, we love our PMs. Shout out to the PMs one time. And if any PM wants to be a small business professional in the future, you know, we'll, we will happily welcome you to the dark side. 
We're nearing the end of our time together, but I do want to see if there's anything else any of you would like to share with our audiences before we, we end our time together. I can start us off. I think a lot of times small business professionals, uh, I hear that, that we are referred to as passionate. Um, and, and I do think you probably hear it in, in our voices that we have a lot of passion. This, this is not only a feel-good job, but you know it's rewarding to see what we're doing in our economy. And sometimes I think we don't always just stop and take a step back to say, you know, the impact that we do, not only does it help us meet our USACE mission, not only does it help us meet small business goals, we make an impact in every community and, and whether that be, I can just give you guys an example. So hub zones, there are these historically underutilized business zones. So find any place in the state that you live in that, that is um, an area that kind of needs to be rejuvenated, it's probably a hub zone. And with our mission, the work that we do, we are able to utilize a lot of hub zone contractors with construction. And what does that give us? So we are not only revitalizing those areas in America that need to be, we also have the highest spend in the entire federal government. So when we're looking at being a leader in all these areas, we are able, just in this one example, to execute our mission with the inclusion of small businesses, and we see that impact across the entire federal government. And then we also see it you know, when we look at companies that are looking to grow and they want to fulfill the American dream, that's what we're doing every single day here. We are helping live the American dream and we're helping small businesses grow. Sometimes it's helpful for me to take a step back and see that, you know, this is why we do it. This is why it's important to include them any way we possibly can. You know, one thing I would just add is that a lot of times small business professionals at the district, uh, more more at the districts, I think, and, you know, oftentimes at the division level, the headquarters, uh, it's the first time that people meet anyone from the Corps of Engineers and get an opportunity to learn about, you know, what we do. So uh, if there are any you know, professionals uh, not in the small business realm who want to get involved. I think it's a great chance to participate in any of the outreach events. Talk to your small business professionals and say, hey, I want to be a part of your next outreach event because, again, it changes that perception uh, of working with the government on the contractor standpoint, um, but also it gives uh, a lot of our PMs and, and technical personnel the, the chance to meet some of these small businesses who really do great work. So I would just encourage everyone to, to seek out their small business professionals and get involved in uh, capability briefings and the outreach as well. Yes, I would definitely say that, you know, working in the small business program is certainly a, a still good position. Like we, we really get out to get out there and feel like we're making that difference to say, I, I like being a safe place, whether it's for a, a PM or if it's for a contractor or even in a cost designator or someone from contracting, they want to call and talk and, you know, talk it through, complain or even brag, you know, we're here to help and we always get to be a part of it from you know, the very beginning, from work acceptance all the way through project completion, we're looking for that feedback. So we just, we really get to be a solid part of the team and I enjoy it so much. So um, definitely uh, kudos to the Corps of Engineers for the investments that they make in this program because I, I really see where we get out there and shine. Some of our, our sister agencies, they, they don't get that same investment or opportunity to get out there. So um, just really appreciate the, the, the effort there. Yeah, that's great. And it's really been good for me to hear you guys talk about the impact of the economy and why we do this. And, and I can honestly say that I think you've helped to change my perception today of the small business program. So encourage, you know, all of our listeners to 
uh, reach out if you have any questions on the small business program, but really to also support this as we move forward, because it does have a great impact to the economy um, and can help us deliver the mission. So wanted to thank you, Liz, Rip, and Stephanie for joining us here today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you and people you're interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.